All right. Merry early Christmas, everybody. This is episode 73 of Three Brothers Talking. And uh, we're, we're back. here to, we're back. Yeah. We're back, all three of us together. Yeah. And um, we're here to celebrate Christmas just a little bit early this time. So there will be another Christmas episode, but this is the uh, pre-Christmas episode, I guess. hyped. Yeah. This is the, this is like the, uh, com- this is the, the last bit of work you actually do before Christmas. And then our next episode is like the Christmas party of the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of our massive yeah. corporation that is the Three Brothers Talking podcast. We are international sensations, I've heard. <laughs> we are. You know, for this is come a teaser for the next episode that I had to look at some podcast stats. And let's just say that Spain is still the second most popular country for people to listen to us in. <laughs> Not Canada. Me. I would have yeah. thought like Russia. <laughs> Why? You didn't you guys I've didn't know there. I had I, have, I had very I large there. Spanish influence? You Andrew has a big Spanish influence. Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. has actually been to I have Russia. Friends in Russia, several. T- I've met them several times. You haven't met them several <laughs> times. Russia. Yeah, I was like, you met them. You've once been or there twice, once. Right? <laughs> I've been there twice. You went to Russia twice. Yeah, a week and a half, and then like two weeks and a half. I totally, I totally blocked your second Russia trip out of my memory. So did I. So we'll call it. We'll call it two times. <laughs> It's good to get off on a plane in August, <laughs> and you get August off in JFK. It's ninety degrees, and you got on a plane in August in Russia, and it's freezing. Yikes! Awesome. Yeah, Jeremy's actually Hard been fact. to Siberia. Yeah, that's right. fact. Yeah. Like that's an actual promote place. the pod. <laughs> they have a you, did to to promo- you did it to promote the podcast, guys. I, in five to ten years, I'm going to start a podcast. I want you all to listen to it. Okay? Yes, it's a long game, man. <laughs> Made some friends. Eventually, you know. you'll be able to hit the subscribe button. Eventually, yeah, look, I'll keep you guys for, updated. Follow me on my uh, talking. Follow me on my Are not the right ones. Don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. Just, just ours. Is there a Three Brothers Russian somewhere out there? <laughs> there probably is. Probably, I would imagine. If Putin, this allows is it, yes. <laughs> it's Putin and two guys that act like Putin's brother. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, episode seventy-three. And uh, I'm David. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremy. And uh, quick things before we get into the topic of the night, which is Christmas and the incarnation. And um, you should be excited because we're going to be reading something from Spurgeon, which means that everything we say, like, will actually be of much more value tonight because <laughs> he's the one that wrote a lot of it. At least so, the part that we read from him. It, yeah, I was yeah like, that, that's going to be a value. It's not just us babbling. Yeah, that's the price of admission right there, and the yeah. cost—the cost of mm-hmm. admission—is listening to us the rest of the time. Yep. Well, <laughs> listen. Yeah, like listening to our commentary on it. <laughs> that's the price you must pay yeah. to hear it. Um, before we get there, Christmas episode, like I said, will be episode seventy-five. Next after that is pretty much the one hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. We can just we can just skip to it. I feel just like we've already promoted. Up. We yeah. We've already promoted. Uh, we've already promoted 100 a few times, even though we're so far away from it. We can yeah. just do a bunch of mini apps, like five minute apps, and just, just to knock it out. Well, we're up. getting excited because that we are going to prep and we're going to have a video, right? Yes, we'll do a video, yes. and uh, it'll be awesome. So, Christmas episode it's will like drop. Maybe maybe we can get the wives involved in that one too. Ooh, a big asked, video episode. I asked Micah yeah. if you want to record. He goes, I can't yeah. record. Maybe the kids will be on there. Micah said he doesn't want to. 
I asked him he wanted to use them. He wanted to, when I put the microphone out, he saw the box like, oh, what's that? I want to use it. And I told him he could use it downstairs with me and record something. Well, he said, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you can. Very, I guarantee people we'll will like it more than families. me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that'll be something fun. We'll, we will take suggestions at any time, not only about topics, but, uh, you know, as the new year starts, we'll have a little bit of a break once... Um, like, I think that this episode is going to drop pretty soon after we record it, which would be the week, um, hopefully this week, which is the week before Christmas. And then um, we'll have a book club episode that'll come out also the week of Christmas. And then mm-hmm. the Christmas party episode, episode 75, will come out pretty close to Christmas Day. Um, yeah. And uh, then we're into the new year and everything. There'll probably be a little bit of, little bit of a break for a little bit. Um and then we'll pick back up recording. But all that to say, if you've got ideas about things you want us to do or try or talk about next year, uh, get them in and we'll talk about mm-hmm. them or try them. And maybe they'll go well, maybe they won't, but we'll all find out together. That's like mm-hmm. every episode though. Maybe it'll go that's, well, maybe it won't. <laughs> that is, that's the secret. That's the secret sauce is never quite knowing if it'll go well. It's being just on the brink all the time. Yep. The other thing to talk about is that we're going to do a giveaway, which means that we're a big deal. In Man. in the uh, we've arrived. In, we have mics, in we have that, giveaways. Yeah. In the spirit in of that Christmas, we have, we have stuff to give away. Yeah, exactly. Jeremy, Jeremy, what's the book that we're giving away? Oh man, put me on the spot. Um, we are going to be giving away it's um, Paul David Tripp's book. Uh, it's a uh, word called parenting. It's about parenting. Twelve gospel principles or something like that. Yeah, right? something like that. I could find it, it on my shelf. I think it's right here. Somewhere, uh, I can't see it. but it's it's around me. I, it's, it's good. around it. I would vouch, I vouch for that book. So it's called it is called parenting, not gospel. I'm sorry about that. It's called fourteen parenting, fourteen gospel principles that can radically change your family. It is a good book. Um, our church actually gives it away for family dedications whenever we do it. Um, so it's a good book. We'll give it away in exchange for uh, one if you are not already following us on Instagram, do that. Um, or Facebook, one of the two. Chances are you have one of those accounts. If you don't, then I don't know. Well, we'll this is all geared around sharing it. So if someone follow writes us, us a letter, that'd be fun. You can also write us a letter proving somehow that you promoted the podcast. But you're gonna <laughs> photo you're gonna evidence or video. Make sure you're following only. us and then post about an episode. Doesn't have to be this one. It can be this one because there's a giveaway. It can be the next one. Um, it it uh, you know it does, it can be your favorite episode, whatever. Just or share a post about episode. the podcast. Make sure you tag us in it in some way. Otherwise, we'll have no idea that you're doing it. Obviously, yeah. Yep. Um, tag us in it. It could be an Instagram post. It could be an Instagram story. It could be a Facebook story because I guess that's a thing. Um, Instagram is better. We pay closer attention to that. So. Anyway, share an episode of some kind, tag us in it, and uh, if you're feeling extra generous, this is just for everybody. Leave us a review this year. You want to give a gift mm-hmm. to the podcast, leave us a review. Um, five stars on iTunes would be <laughs> awesome. So yeah. go ahead and do that, and we'll pick it. We'll pick the winner for that, um, the first episode of the new year, I imagine. So Are we going to announce yeah. it on the episode? Of the... of. Um, yeah, the yeah we'll announce the winner on the episode whenever yeah. whenever we pick it. That's but we'll give we'll so give this episode 
yes, we'll give we'll give this episode a next so people will have a, a little bit of time to to do it. Um, but we'll get the person the book probably before that episode comes out, just just so we can get it to them in a timely yeah. manner. Don't yeah. spoil it if you won, because you know, yeah, until after you've been announced. I I won't. We won't be too mad. I don't think there will be like a huge. <laughs> yeah. It won't be like spoiling a Grammy or something like so that. Yeah, really disappointed. Like ah, oh, I thought I was gonna win. They're <laughs> listening. Pretty sure they could. Yeah, they could let whatever they're following know. They yeah. can oh, let them know. Hey, fine. I got this good yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so tonight, what we're talking about is um, the ad, the advent incarnation, why it mm-hmm. matters. And mm-hmm. what we're going to do in order to talk about that is this little like sermonette um, thing from Charles Spurgeon, which is called uh, The Incarnation, The Heart of the Gospel. You can actually get this on Amazon. I'll link to this. I'm pretty sure you can get it um, really cheap on um, Kindle, potentially even, yeah, you can get it for free on Kindle right now. Um, so... Hopefully that stays that way or else, you know, the price, I guess the price may change. It is really short. It's like this little booklet pamphlet, yeah. but it is free um, on Kindle right now. So there you go. But we're going to read through this and then just talk about why the, you know, why Advent matters, why the incarnation matters, why the truth that Christ came in the flesh, um, you know, some of the great things that spill out from yeah. that. So. Unless you guys have anything to add before we get into reading it, um, we can just no. keep going. Yeah, I was like, hopefully, I mean, Spurgeon's words are uh, are uh, should be encouraging here. Um, yeah, and yeah, can yeah let, my, let him speak for himself. Yeah, my family reads this every year, and almost every year around this time, at least a part of me is tired in some way, and mm-hmm. this always is encouraging. So, here we go. We ready? All right. Charles Spurgeon, The Incarnation, The Heart of the Gospel. God had made many visits to men before Christ's incarnation, but the most wonderful visit of all was when he came to tarry here some three and thirty years to work out our salvation. What but tender mercy, hearty mercy, intense mercy could bring the great God to visit us so closely that he actually assumed our nature. Kings may, for various reasons, visit their subjects, but they do not think of taking upon themselves their subjects' poverty, their sickness, or their sorrow. They could not if they would, and they would not if they could. But our divine Lord, when he came hither, took upon himself our flesh. O children, the Lord so visited you as to become a babe, and then a child who dwelt with his parents and was subject unto them. And grew in stature as you must do. O working men, the Lord so visited you as to become a carpenter's son and to know all about your toil and your weakness, a even to hunger and faintness. O sons of men, Jesus Christ has so visited you that he has assumed your nature and taken your sicknesses and borne your infirmities and your iniquities. This was a kind of visit such as none could have thought of making, save our infinitely tender and merciful Savior. Christ Jesus, the God-man, is our next of kin, a brother born of adversity, or for adversity. In all our affliction he is afflicted, he is tenderness itself toward us. He did not come to earth just to pay us a passing visit, 
but he dwelt among us in this world of sin and sorrow. He mingled among men with scarcely any reservation, although through his purity he was separate from sinners as to his character, yet he was the visitor of all men. He was found eating bread with a Pharisee, which perhaps is a more wonderful thing than when he received sinners and ate with them. A fallen woman was not too far gone in sin for him to sit on the curb of the well and talk to her. But he remembered that he visited us, not merely to look upon us and to talk with us and to teach us and set us a high and divine example, but he so visited us that he took upon himself our condemnation that he might deliver us from it. He was made a curse for us, as it is written. Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. He took our debts upon him that he might pay them Minting his own heart to create the coinage, he gave himself for us, which is more than I, if I said, he gave his blood and his life for us. His own self he gave for us. So graciously did he visit us that he took away with him our ill and left only good behind. He did not come into our nature and yet keep himself reserved from all the consequences of our sin, nor come into our world and yet maintain a status superior to that of the usual citizens of it. But he came to be a man among men and to bear all that train of woes which had fallen upon human nature through its departure from the ways of God. Our Lord so visited us as to become our surety, our substitute, our ransom. He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. This was wonderful tender mercy on his part. It excels all human conception and language. If, for the first time, you had heard of the visit of the incarnate God to this world, you would be struck with wonder, which would last throughout all eternity, that God himself should really, should really condescend to such a deed as this. This is the heart of the gospel, the incomparable fact of the incarnation of the Son of God, his dwelling upon the earth, and his presentation of himself as a sacrifice unto God, since God has visited us not in the form of a judge executing vengeance, nor as an angel with a flaming sword, but in the gentle person of the lowliest of the lowly, who said, Suffer the little children to come to me. We are herein made to see the tender mercy of our God. Nothing could be more gracious than the divine appearance upon earth of the man of sorrows. Man, that's good. Yep. <laughs> What do you end, guys? End what of, do you guys think? End of quote. Yeah. End of quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to plagiarize. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say one of the things that strikes me every time I think about the incarnation and I think about this, um, when I read through this, it actually makes me think of a line in "Oh Holy Night," when it says, "You know, in all of our trials, born to be our friend." And mm -hmm. just this line about Jesus Christ has visited. I love that this reading goes through how, you know, Christ, his incarnation means something for kids because he became a child. And it, it, he means something for us working men, right? Because he worked. And then it says the sons of men, all of us, he came and so visited us that he assumed our nature and take, he has taken our sicknesses and borne our infirmities and our iniquities. The, the fact that Christ did not just arrive and immediately go to the cross. Um, he suffered 
in one sense for our sin, but he also, he literally lived and suffered like us. Like he was fully human. He had Mm -hmm. no, he wasn't exempted from suffering. He wasn't exempted Mm -hmm. from knowing the weaknesses of uh, having uh, flesh that would, um, you know, stub, you know, that could stub a toe and get a splinter when he's working in the carpenter shop and um, be tired and worn out. And when I, that is, that is hugely encouraging to me when I just sit back and remember that when I suffer, when I feel weak, when I feel tired, when I feel like I'm suffering, I have a savior that 110% um, not only knows that because he's God of the universe, but he also has experienced that probably, probably, well, I shouldn't say probably definitely more exhausted than I've ever felt. You know, Mm -hmm. he's been there, he's walked through it and he's born that and he chose to do it um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it. It was like just how he says there, like in our in all of our affliction, he is afflicted, mm-hmm. uh, and that just yeah, like that sticks out to how you said that. Even in the spite of the heaviness that we might consider in this world, like you know, just regrounding ourselves on the fact that uh, Christ was the ultimate afflicted. Uh, and Christ, you know, Christ did suffer, um, and he knows, uh, everything that, you know, everything that we could and, and have gone through. Um, when I think just to that phrase of he is, uh, the God man, our next of kin, a brother born for adversity. I mean, that's good news to us. Like he, he is, he was born uh, to come alongside the sufferers and the needy, um, mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. Sorry, you guys had all my points. I, I did like the <laughs> fact that um, he does go through all, all the ways, talk about the ways he meets all of us in different states at different times of our lives, um, the working men, the babe, um, the carpenter's son, and he talks about how... Um, a fall woman was not too far gone. Um, but he just wanted to sit and talk, um, that he was one who mingled, um, with everyone without really reservations. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was separate from them and his character, but he didn't let that stop him from being in their presence. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I love that sentence in there about, uh, what him visiting with the Pharisees is maybe more mind blowing than visiting with, <laughs> with the the broken um, citizens. Yeah. And that fallen woman was not too far gone. I mean, you just read that and you just think, even in a even when he is here in the flesh, God Himself is willing to come in close to um, a horrible sinner and sit on the curb of the well and talk. Mm-hmm. I yeah I mean the yeah the other part that stuck out to me was that uh, one of the last last lines was uh, was this wonderful tender mercy on his part it excels all human conception and language and if for the first time you had heard 
of the visit of the incarnate God to this world, you would be struck with wonder, which would li- which would last all through eternity. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what really struck me as uh, as we gear up, you know, already at this point of recording where, you know, we've burned through almost half of the month of December <laughs> and the in the busyness of you know the busyness of the season that is the right term for it burn through that is exactly what it feels like that's what it is that as far as in my life right now that's what it feels it feels like and um the fact that you know i don't i i do not nearly put in enough time to sit and ponder and dwell on the fact that uh, the wonder of the incarnate god uh becoming flesh through this time um and that my wonder should last for all of eternity um and just that you know just that line kind of it bears a whole lot of weight (laughs) what a miracle that like when we think about like what a miracle that is that we believe Mm -hmm. in like uh, in in some ways in some ways more of a miracle than what we see happen at the cross right like this is god eternal Becoming flesh in 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 such a way that he doesn't sacrifice an ounce of eternal deity, but he also doesn't sacrifice an ounce of being human. And he volunteer mm-hmm. in that moment. He volunteers to come and forever to be in a body, mm-hmm. right? So that in all eternity he will be still the God Man, and he he chose to do that. And he chose to do that knowing that it wasn't just a quick trip to, oh, go take care yeah. of the cross and move on. It was like, no, you're going to 30 some years, you're going to be here to uh, work and suffer and teach and be patient and be mistreated at times and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is a miracle. And that, yeah, I was like, that, it's, a, it's what's funny is like, I, I think about, you know, your like Christmas traditions and stuff that you go through, like, like, you know, us as a family, we, we read through, um, just the account of the birth of Christ, you know, before, uh, every, you know, every time of opening presents and all that on Christmas morning. Um, but when you think about like, like David, your point there, uh, you think about the miracle of our salvation through the cross. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that is definitely That's the miracle of miracles. That's yes. definitely a miracle, yeah. but that but that miracle story uh it it extends all the you know it sends back to the incarnation as well and it's not just you know a lot of times we can just go through the novel account of the birth of Christ um as if it's just like this task that God had to do in order to kind of facilitate the ultimate, you know, death on the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet like this whole redemptive story uh, is a miracle and, and God in in the most high place taking the form of a human um, is, is uh, a miracle that should hold just as much weight as well. Um, and that's I think it just uh, it bears on me too that I, I don't uh, put enough weight on that, I guess. Well, if, if, if that, yeah, yeah, if this isn't a real incarnation, a full incarnation, then if he's not really here, this miraculous happening to be here in the flesh, then the cross doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. 
it has to be this. That's why that's why I think Spurgeon calls it the heart of the gospel. I think he calls it that for one reason because it demonstrates God's heart in the gospel that it's not just um, duty, but it's love. Like that that Christ loved us so much to come in this way. But it's yeah. also the heart of the gospel in that if Christ isn't there in the flesh, truly in the flesh, then when he suffers on behalf of men, if he's not actually in the flesh, you know, um, like men, then who is he suffering mm-hmm. for, right? He has to, like it says in, um, I think it's Romans, right? Be- or no, First Corinthians maybe. Bearing the image of the man of dust, bearing the image of the man of dust so that we bear Mm -hmm. the image of the man of glory. Um, And Christ had to do that before us, right? He had to suffer and die and resurrect so that we, when we suffer and we die, could also resurrect. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I was like, for me, it's just the realization that like this, you you cannot disconnect, you know, you can, obviously we, we know the gospel and the redemptive story of the cross and uh, just refocusing. I think this does a great job of tying in refocusing that the entire aspect from the incarnation to his life on earth is all a miracle story. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know. Yeah. Well, and even though just, I guess one of the things that this is part of my reco is going to be the storage or soul food podcast. Um, I knew you were going to say that because I was thinking well, the same I don't, thing. I've been thinking, listen to ND them a lot. And he talks about how if you, especially this past month, like how everything is going ultimately every Old Testament story. And he always asks if it seems obscure to put that detail in there, you can probably think it has something to do with something to bring apart the incarnation and Christmas. Because yeah. most of those stories yeah, if they're especially like the really odd ones, it just seemed like, why is that detail in there? He probably has to do in some way, shape or form with bringing apart, uh, bringing to come to pass the incarnation of Christ and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's going back through and reading the Old Testament as that kind of a story. The ultimate culmination being Christ's life and death on the cross and the resurrection. Uh, that's that made me actually this phrase um, to bear all that train that Christ came to be a man among men and to bear all that train of woes, which had fallen upon human nature through its departure from the ways of God. And one way that's talking about the sin, right? All the woes that happened. I mean, just a few days ago, we all saw just an amazing amount of tornadoes, right? To wreak Mm -hmm. havoc um, across Kentucky and Tennessee and places down South. And, um, and we recognize how broke, how that's an evidence of the brokenness of the universe through that this train of woes. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, we recognize the train of woes that comes from sin. But also when I read that phrase, I think about that whole long story of redemption that starts back in the garden and mm. the promise of the seed of the woman. And there's this train of woes that just goes through all of the Old Testament. Yeah, it just you just see it and there's sin happening but at the same time god is doing his plan through this whole thing and then it leads up to this moment when christ is born and Mm -hmm. that leads up to the moment when the curse is broken and it begins to be that train of woes begins to be unwound right yeah it begins to be pulled back little by little by little um to where we're now sitting there and we read in first corinthians that the last right that all the enemies are defeated and the last one to be defeated is death itself. Um, yeah. It always makes you think of that line from C.S. Lewis, where all the sad things come untrue. Exactly. Um, from the Chronicles and that's, of And that's what the incarnation was. It was the beginning of all of the sad things coming untrue. 
Yeah. Right. It's I remember R.C. Sproul. I heard a quote from him that has always made me think about the miracles of Christ differently. And he just said how the miracles of Christ were about restoring the natural order of the universe. Right. Not the supernatural. Yeah. It wasn't about the supernatural. It was about restoring what was yeah. made. Right. And yeah. that's what the incarnation was too. It was like, I'm going to come here in creation and show this is what creation is to be and what it's going to be. Um, this is what the redeemed man looks like and walks yeah. like. And it's also the fact that he came in the physical flesh is just a quick, like who has a, who has a savior? Like, uh, like what religion has a God like this other than Christianity that comes in weakness and humility and um, and love and suffer, long suffering for his people, and also at the same time is still holy God, completely holy, totally omnipotent and powerful, and completely sovereign all at once. Like there is no other, there is no other God that's anywhere near that, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the. I mean, that's you know when we worship and stuff during this time of year, we're not just worshiping. Um, fuzzy warm feelings of the holidays you know we're yeah worshiping that king yeah good reminder that's right well you guys got any uh any other thoughts on this before we wrap it up andrew we do all right spurgeon did all right did all right yeah (laughs) well uh then we think i was like i think it's just it's just a good it it's good to have this uh as a key to you know to read over and then also like it, it's good uh, i know like with our with our church like we do um take time out of the the calendar year to to observe a formal advent season and that even further just kind of adds into the fact of basically trying to to focus and to basically have a calm through this very busy season of life Mm. uh, that we can all get into to focus on the arrival and the incarnation. Um, And that's why I think that's important too, uh, because uh, oftentimes your, your Christmas season can just uh, flow through and all, and all the rest of us and, and you can lose focus on that. And I, I think that this is the kind of truth that you have to dwell on for a while. Yeah. Like it's not, Cause it's so far beyond our, like our natural conception that mm-hmm. it, you do have to take the time to do that. That's why, that's why our church does it for a whole month. And, you know, we have sermons that most of them are old Testament stuff. Um, yeah, because they're like trying to bring us back to this long story of redemption. And let's think about how miraculous it is of what we're celebrating. But, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good word. A good word from Andrew there. Um, mm-hmm. so we will, uh, we'll wrap it up here cause we gotta, we gotta roll into the Christmas party soon and, uh, that's mm-hmm. the next episode guys, but you guys got any other, I mean, one recommendation is I will, I'll link to the free Kindle book. Hopefully it's still free whenever people go to click on it. And, uh, if not, I'll also put the reading that we just read. Um, I'll post a link to that as well. So, you know, if people want to read it for themselves, they can. We'll link to the episode that Jeremy talked about from Stories or Soul Food. That is that it was a really good episode. I think I listened to that today, actually. Yeah, um, that's just a good podcast in general. It is a good podcast. It's a lot of fun to uh, listen to, and well, I it's think like it, a good way to think through things, I guess, differently than we're used to. Yeah, it's it's a good podcast. I think also 
they have there's a fair amount of randomly good parenting tips and stuff that come through that podcast um but mm-hmm. so anyway. i would say i would say also you got uh if you're looking for a good christmas song uh as far as a worship song to go with then if you haven't heard of it's not really new but it's i guess it's kind of newer but uh that oh come all you unfaithful by oh, sovereign yeah. grace yeah uh yeah so that is also a great song and it does um just hit on the incarnation i guess yeah uh, and that's something i i listen to quite a bit through the christmas time so that is one of my favorites very good choice yeah yeah well uh we will wrap this episode up we did it guys episode 73 and uh and merry christmas everybody in case this is the last yeah. episode you listen to before christmas Merry Christmas. Take a minute to slow down. And before mm-hmm. the Christmas week gets in full swing, take a minute to slow down and think about the miracle that you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, until next time, we'll see you next time.